0: Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Lorelai Weissel-Librizzi. I'm Chris Delano. And uh, we are here with special guest Jed McKay, author of the Boom Studios' Magic the Gathering comics. Welcome, Jed. Thanks for coming back.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I had a great time last time. And uh, when you proposed all those months ago to come back after issue 10, I was like, we'll see if they want me back. (laughs)
0: <laughs> As I recall, you're the one who <laughs> proposed coming back, and, and we're, oh, yes. we're very glad to, to, to have you back. We've uh, uh, we, we've had a really good time reading the comics. I've uh, I've really enjoyed them. Uh, I guess uh, re- real quick for all the listeners out there, uh, if you have not read all ten issues of the Magic Comic thus far, we are going to be talking lots of spoilers today. <laughs> So if you don't want to get spoiled, hold off on this episode until you've read it. Please, please, I cannot beg you enough. Please go read the Magic comic. It's really great.
2: Yeah, uh, we're definitely going to be starting off with some major spoilers uh, because the last time we had Jed on, it was uh, for issue five. Uh, and we could say some things have happened since then. Some some <laughs> things have happened in this comic since issue five to that. Specifically in the last two issues. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I
0: I guess I guess the first question is is the question we've we've heard uh, from a lot of people uh especially regarding the events at right right near the end of issue 10 which is uh first of all how dare you in a joking tone but also like big decision was made in in the the killing of Jay Spilararon um. That is that is a a monumental thing that uh you know you know character deaths are never taken very lightly in Magic um at least not anymore. Looking at you, Invasion Block, who killed off basically everybody, but uh <laughs> and 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 Jace is one of the most popular characters in Magic over the last ten years. So um I I, I guess uh the the question is like what what led to this decision? This is this is again like a, a big important decision with a lot of uh, fan response fallout a lot of narrative fallout uh, how do you get here to killing Jace
1: uh, so yeah like you know we wanted maybe we wanted the arc out in a in a big way you know from the get-go when we were planning the series at the beginning mm-hmm. we're like you know we need to we want to show fans that you know this is not these are not little side stories this is not like mm-hmm. yeah. You know, uh adventure with her uncle or something you know, you know going right. to the market this is this is like big stuff and you're setting this up it just kind of seemed like the natural conclusion you know we're we want to show that there's high stakes here this is not mm-hmm. you know this is a very superhero-esque kind of story with where we have our planeswalkers doing mm-hmm. you know with their powers above everybody else but at the same time it's also a fantasy story and in fantasy stories people die and it's not you know you don't always win without cost. And I've thought we had a great opportunity to show that here. And you know, what better way to do that than to kill the, the guy who is arguably the face of the franchise? And not <laughs> and not in a way that's just purely there for shots. It's been built up to Right. You know, I think it mm-hmm. I think it's the way that we've been, you know, telling Jay story until now. And yeah, like and part of it is too is that Jace has not been the main character in the story, but he's also a character mm-hmm. that whose influence is very wide in the magic canon. So,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, Jace dying is, it's, it's, you know, very much like Superman dying. Everyone has a connection to Jace. Everyone has a relationship with Jace. And we're going to see how that kind of shakes out as we uh, go on down the line.
0: Um. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just laughing because because uh, you're killing Doctor Strange, too. Uh, and
1: and <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> to, um. to be fair, we have killed Doctor Strange. Okay, he's dead now.
2: He's dead. I haven't, I'm not caught up on all the issues. So I'm not. Oh,
0: when will your reign of terror end?
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because historically I'm very like gun shy to kill a character.
3: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in this
1: case, like that's part of the whole joy of doing a outside of main continuity story. Right. Is, you know, that's what I tell everybody anytime someone asks is the best part about this is no one is safe. And like, what right. better way to illustrate that than crashing an alien space god into Jace Bellerin?
0: Exactly. Um, I, I think that's something we had talked a little bit uh, uh uh, about last time you were here, but but it also really solidifies that, hey, these comics are doing their own thing. They're taking big swings. We're going to do things that you don't expect from Magic's story. Uh, and I think that all makes them very exciting. Uh, I'm like, hey, we have to deal with the fallout of the damsel in distress in, in this arc <laughs> is now dead, and uh, we have to cope with that in the future. And, and I think that's a very exciting place to be narratively. Like, Regardless of how you feel about the decision it has set up uh an an in- interesting place for these characters to take off on
1: you know this is something's decision, but also i do find it very first, the fact that they let us do a magic comic and we immediately kill off <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah but they, the advertising um like theme, or theme was they show you a cl- like a snap of a movie and they point at like some random corner and say like, what's his story but like you don't want to dance between the main drops you want to get in amongst it you want to have the important stuff happen in, in your story in the story that you're holding mm-hmm. in your hands you know so i think that's uh that's kind of you know the the strength of what we have going for us there it's uh, it's
2: definitely working i would say the like the the fact that this is separate from the main continuity has opened up all of those opportunities but it also means that like the main continuity can do its own thing Mm -hmm. And then maybe, you know, as you're creating these new stories with these characters and like going on these big stakes adventures and doing things that you can't do in main continuity, you're doing these things. And then the people working on that main continuity can look over and see what you're doing and go, Hey, that was like a really successful idea. That character took off in the the boom comics. Um, they really liked those, those depictions. What if we borrowed a little bit from that? And so maybe eventually, you know, you have this character that you've told the story of that everyone loves and then the main continuity goes, maybe we should also focus
1: a little bit more on them. So I like and that can, it can feed off of itself. Yeah, and then they can cut me a check. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, you know, I, I I think I think you will see this you know, the story Team of Magic kind of look at what we're doing and say, Yes, we should also kill Jace Bellerin. <laughs>
0: uh why well, I, I have no comments about the future of what the main story is uh as a person who knows a lot but uh
1: oh i and and i should have a disclaimer as well i know nothing about what is actually happening in actual magic in the future
0: oh it's really exciting i can't wait for the rest of this year oh god um <laughs> Uh, so next question, um, so we end on Amonkhet, which was mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, an interesting take, uh, and and it's a little bit different than we've seen it in the main storyline. In the main storyline, uh, story Noctamon kind of got rebuilt a little, and everyone was still kind of hanging out there in uh, In the comics here. You are like, hey, Amonkhet has stayed pretty desolate, which makes it a pretty good empty space. Uh, mm-hmm. So. so um, reworking that for the ending, um, how, how how did you get to that as as like Amonket as the setting, uh, well, and, I, and I guess it's, it's it's specific role in the plan to stop Merit Lage.
1: Well, we came to it, like we knew we were gonna have to crash Merit Lage somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, I think my original plan was I wanted to crash into New Phyrexia, um, but that eventually got um, you know somewhere along the line. I remember I don't remember if it was Boom or Wizards it was just like, yeah, I don't do that. I'm like, all right, fair
2: enough. <laughs> I mean, Karn makes a note about that in the comic, about, like, we shouldn't put Merit Lage on the, the world yeah. of machine gods. That seems like a bad, bad idea.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, if you have a completed Merit Lage, then that's a whole other situation. <laughs> um, so, you know, beyond that, I was just trying to figure out what, uh, what would be the best place to drop her into. Like, there was talk of, um, oh, shoot, what's the one with the giant monsters? Uh Ikoria akoria yeah akoria the land of beasts or my land of monsters you know let's talk about that but i don't know i i think i mentioned before i bought a lot of those art of magic books and Mm -hmm. um i didn't know any of the story of amiket when i bought that book it's like well this would be Mm -hmm. fun to read Mm -hmm. and i was like man this plane is a total bummer like (laughs) what a bleak nihilistic story that was in amiket Uh uh-huh and it's always kind of stuck with me and like you know i know in the main story there's talk of, you know, not, um, Naktamon being uh, rebuilt. There's also talk of survivors going off kind of beyond mm-hmm. the horizon.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and, I you know, I felt that it's a good setting for it. And then that led itself to the sort of solution of, mm-hmm. how, you know, how do you solve a problem like Merit Lage? You know, you, you give her what she wants. You reprogram all the zombies to to worship her. And then she just stays there. and She's no, nobody's problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it all just kind of came together like that. And, you know, it was fun to... Bring in those characters like Basri and Samo mm-hmm. um, Because, you uh, know. <laughs> Sorry?
0: Yeah. Uh, congr- congrats, by the way. You have written the first magic fiction ever with Basri in it. Really? Uh, yeah. Was this, uh, he,
1: wasn't he in War of the Spark?
0: Uh, he was not. He was created shortly after. Um, I think a year oh. later. Um, uh, and and he, he was in a core set. And and then uh, had no associated s- stories, so he just kind of, like, existed. Uh, and so this is his first, like, real story, which I'm very excited about. I really like him as a character. Um, uh, I got to write him a little bit uh, when that corset came out. But, uh, you know, like, a- as a guy who, like, grew up and was forged in this bleak nihilistic world and has turned around and said, actually, there were still valuable things and we mm-hmm. can... Even in the darkness, we can find the things of value and have them light our future for us. Like, I, I really love that kind of um, uh, paladin positive attitude he has. Um, so yeah. I, I was really excited to see him here.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's, it was fun to put them in. And also, you know, there's when you're crashing basically the most kind of toxic of toxic waste into a plane, you kind of got to talk to the people who actually lived there mm-hmm. <laughs> first. So, you know, that's why you have Kaya talking to Samut and Basri kind of Mm -hmm. say like here's what we're thinking of doing um this will affect you more than anybody else so maybe maybe you know kind of give us your thoughts on it Mm -hmm. and you know i thought they're really cool characters i thought i really like the way ig draws uh samut Mm -hmm. she always looks super cool so uh so yeah
0: i i can't get over how good his art for these comics have been too these have just been wonderfully illustrated i've Uh, i've enjoyed job like just God, I'm just so excited for more of these. Uh, and to see where things uh go next.
1: Um Yeah. And there's some there's some exciting stuff coming too when we kind of start our you know, our volume two or season two, um, in I think what a week and a half? Two weeks? Two weeks.
2: Oh god, wow, it is the end of <laughs> yeah. January, isn't it? Jeez. I'm looking forward to them because I've already read the like the little blurb for the first two. And so mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm really, really excited to see what's going on and where the story's going because it's going to be hard to to follow up killing Jace Bellerin with Merit Lage. So I'm real
1: interested in <laughs> where you're going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the thing too, is when you're, you know, in comic books, you never know when you're going to get canceled. So you want to mm-hmm. kind of get stuff out as fast as possible. But you know, there's been such support in this book for, you know, from Boom and from Wizards that kind of have a free reign. They're like, so what are you going to do for like issue 20? I'm like, I'm writing issue six. Like, <laughs> you you want to know, like, are we not going to be canceled by then? They're like, no. No, you'd be fine. Just keep going. I'm like, oh, geez, all right. So it kind of affords an opportunity to, um, you know, have this kind of long, longer range planning than I would get in, you know, some of the other books that I write, just because they're entirely based on sales of so the lifespan. Mm-hmm. So you kind of never know when they're going to end. So you kind of be got to be careful. Well, it's going to be like, you know, you got to wrap up six issues of plot in two issues.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, uh, B- magic has a history of very short-lived comic book runs. So <laughs> your your uh, anxiety there is well placed, but. Mm. uh i'm hoping to see these go for as long as uh you know boom will keep writing checks for them um because i'm i'm enjoying them a lot yeah me me too because
1: i just bought a house and i need money
2: (laughs) (laughs) the excitement of like looking forward to 10 more issues is really cool and not just for for us like i feel secure in those 10 issues coming out which is nice as a magic fan because we haven't always had that Mm. um and it also means that like, Hey, we can kind of plan ahead and think like, you know, let's do an episode about issues one through five or however we want to structure it. Um, so it's good for us too.
1: Yeah. Like, like consistent story releases. Uh, I mean, it's great, isn't it? You to get something new every month and it's always at the top of the month. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, start your month off, right.
2: But, uh, you were, you were the first person to ever write Bosry cat into a story. You were also the first person to reveal to fairy's last name,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, how did, how did that last name come to you? How did Teferi become Teferi Akosa?
1: Uh, it came to me in a uh, Wizards of the Coast uh, document. <laughs> ah. So yeah, it's uh, they had come up with a name for him, so I thought, well, you know, we'll use it. Yeah. Uh, no one else had ever done it before, but uh, it's nice to have it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of funny because I like using names for people, like, you know, full names, mm-hmm. but so many people in Magic just have a first name.
0: Yeah, there's, it's like, Coin flip whether or not a planeswalker is going to have a last name or not.
1: Um, yeah. that's also like, funny because to have uh, full names, I always refer to them by their full names. Like, never, I never, I always never call Raoul's eric Rao, I always call him Raoul's eric or you know, cat same thing.
3: Yeah,
2: looking at uh, looking at the actual page of the comic where you reveal Teferi's name, uh, there are one, two, three, four planeswalkers who
1: just don't have last names. Oh, sorry, I said you know, should we call Kern, you know, should we call Kern Urza? Like, is that his name? I don't know.
2: I feel like if you called Karn Karn Urza, it would be the most insulting thing you could ever do to Karn.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, what? Karn is fine as Karn.
2: Yeah, um, but uh so the the end of the issue, you kill Jace Beleren. You also presumably, I won't say kill, but you remove Merit Lage from the uh, from the equation. So now we have this whole new thing coming up in the next ten issues. We sort of end on that cliffhanger of what's going on in Ravnica. Were you inspired by anything else to sort of make this decision about like, hey, let's kill Merit, you know, Jace with Merit Lage? Let's uh like let's do it on Amonket, let's have Ravnica be a center here, let's uh take a little break and go over to all these other planes. Like, do you just decide where you want to go like physically and which story characters you want to use? Do you have any like input from wizards who comes down and says, Hey, uh, you should use this character in this story? or hey, would you be interested in like maybe featuring this one? Um, or is that all you're making those decisions and then Wizards is just supporting that?
1: Uh, it's kind of, it's a bit of both. Like you know, I've said before, Wizards has characters that they like to you know, push as uh, uh, spotlight characters, um, you know, one, one of which we just murdered. But uh, <laughs> So when I'm choosing characters to use, I generally like to pick the ones that Wizards wants to get out there just because it makes them happy. Uh, it generally makes fans happy because they have the large followings. You know, sorry to that guy who wanted uh, wildly in the Battle of Amaket. There's just no dinosaurs in Amaket. Like, there's not much I can do there. Um, so, you know in that respect, that's you know, my guide in that way. Generally, I'll just start working stuff up. I'll re- re- cover my lines, you know, point by point, say, here's what's going to happen in this issue, here's what's going to happen in this issue, this is where they go. Uh, my editors at Boom, you know, Kathleen and Kenzie will look at look at it, and, you know, they'll put their ideas in, their thoughts, because we like to get it as tight as we can before we send it to wizards. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Less, you know, the less back and forth we have with Wizards, the quicker we can get everything going. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's basically where we're at. There are, there are things that just, you know, get into my scripts and stuff. You know, as much as it galls me to say, the, the weird joke was not my joke. Okay. That came from Paul at Wizards. And, um, you know, I'm furious about it because it's such a good joke.
2: Oh, Paul's <laughs> it is so good. We, uh, we spent a good bit of last podcast with me saying how much I liked that joke. So hats off to I, Paul. I was so,
0: <laughs> it, it,
1: it was such a good joke.
2: That
0: that is that is a familiar familiar mood as someone who loves writing comedy every time every time I'm having a meeting and I'm like hey here's here's you know like you know here's here's a dialogue script with a bunch of jokes and then I get like someone will just edit and write a joke that is just better than all my jokes and it's yeah. like it's just like how did I not see this but also holy heck absolutely we have to have this joke in here you're absolutely correct uh, and and. Um, I, I find collaborating with with in, in comedy specifically like that really really fun um uh yeah so very 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 glad uh, that that weird joke ended in there that was great
2: I guess uh one one big thing that's coming up right now and uh, is getting a lot of attention and you know we've been talking about it on our Discord server um, but also as you know like trending on Twitter is um there's like a Moon Knight television show coming to Disney Plus and I know that you are writing Moon Knight comics right now. Um, mm-hmm. Which means that you're in another situation where you are writing comics that are going to have a different continuity from the, uh, the television show or what is going to be probably the most visual or uh, visible, excuse me, um, sure. representation of that character. So do you find that sort of like uh, similar to writing magic with its sort of difference in main continuity um, where you're now writing a Marvel comic for a Marvel character who's about to exist in a very, very visible way? Um, but very different from what you're doing. Assuming that the comics you're writing and the television show exist in a different continuity, I am I may be wrong there. They might be existing very similar to each other. Well, so there's this thing, Chris, called the
1: multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, no. um, I mean, largely, it's just not something I really consider. Uh, I mean, obviously, Moon Knight, the TV show, is going to be wildly different than Moon Knight, the comic book that I write. Uh, At least I would assume so. I don't really know what the show is going to look like. It just I know as much as anybody else does based on the trailer. Mm -hmm. But you know every every first season of a superhero show starts out as an origin. So meanwhile I'm writing a character that's been around since what early '80s. So you know the origin story is long past. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm much further. I'm much further along in the character's lifespan now. So I don't really anticipate a lot of kind of overlap or crisscross there. And. I don't really anticipate having you know, to change what we're doing in Moon Knight, the comic book, to match Moon Knight, the TV show, because, again, they're just very different things. So uh, uh-huh. if, any- if anything, it's less applicable than you know, Magic, the game, and Magic, the comic book. I think th- th- also on top of that is I'm incredibly like, self-absorbed, so I just kind of uh-huh. don't care about anything that doesn't involve <laughs> me directly. Uh-huh. So that's, a, that's a, it's a handy trait to have. Uh-huh.
0: It's a familiar one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have no real flattering comments to say about my own ego here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, um, it is. Uh, they, they're very different. Like, like they're different media with different audiences. And like, um Obviously, like, hey, drawing fans of one into the other is nice Mm -hmm. from like a corporate standpoint, but also you're you're just doing it's very different work. Sure. Um, than what a television show is doing, uh, and, and uh, uh how do I want to word the sense? It is it is different when you have someone like Marvel who has a billion and a half different iterations of all their things. Yeah, uh, when and and Magic, which is you know this comic is really the first branching into another continuity, uh, and then we're only going to get our third uh, later this year when the Netflix series comes out. Um, and 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 so Magic is just kind of. Uh, there's a word I'm
1: grappling for here. What is it? Maybe, you know, pioneer, Pathfinder, Hero, Iconoclast,
0: and just just the like the <laughs> collective works of magic are just smaller mm-hmm. in scope than they are from Marvel. Yeah. So it's like different. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's there's kind of like there's like one definitive right. version at this point that is only now right. splitting mm-hmm. off. Um, whereas there's like six different TV shows of Spider-Man. You know? Yeah. I just thought
2: it was a really interesting comparison for uh, maybe for some like listeners and readers to understand that, like when you read Moon Knight, the comic and you watch Moon Knight, the show and they're they're different, uh, but they're still going to have like the same essence of character. And that's kind of what we're experiencing in magic for the first time, where you can read a magic comic and watch you know read the card set or the story. And it's like, hey, they're different, but they have the same essence of character.
1: Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, we. I don't think it's a secret to say we like to try to kind of drift off, you know, drift off the media attention that these TV shows and movies get to try to increase sales of our comic books. You know, that's, I don't, I think it's a big reason why there's a Moon Knight comic book right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the same thing, you know, my Taskmaster series from last year came out because Taskmaster was in the Black Widow movie. So, you know, it's, we can tap into this sort of energy to try to, you know, drive sales or... Which is the cynical way of saying it, but, but you know, to get get eyes on a book, to get new readers on a book.
0: I guess this this next question was was kind of answered already. Uh, the question was the, the the team up in issues uh, nine and ten in this comic are are pretty reminiscent of big zero, superhero moments. Uh and then the the second part of the question was was this intentional? And and I think we kind of talked about that a little earlier about uh how much magic's planeswalkers feel like superheroes and how much their narratives feel structured like that. So uh I I, yeah. I I would assume uh as someone who writes, you know, a lot of superhero comics that, that this feels very much in that kind of space.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely in the same vein. Um also, you know, it's it's something I've talked about before is with such a a wide universe that goes back however many years, I can never remember how many, but there's so much stuff to draw on. There's so many characters Mm -hmm. to pull in. So, you know, for my own sanity in writing this and for, you know, Ig's own sanity and having to draw it, we've, you know, Mm -hmm. ourselves to only a handful of planeswalkers as we've been following through, Mm -hmm. but for a big smash up at the end, you know, you kind of got to empty out the toy box. Right. You know, we did that with number seven in the battle of Ravnica where we're, and I was like, hey, what kind of, what do you want to draw on this one? He's like, I want to draw an Armada worm. I want to draw Rakdos. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. it's, gonna be, it's, it's in, it's in. Great. Awesome. And in, the same, in the same respect, you know, we be like, let's, let's, let's put the band back together. Let's, let's get our crew. So I just started looking all the planes watching and thinking, you know, who will be fun to win here? Who has powers that are you know, visually interesting. They don't have to be explained a whole hell of a lot, considering there's so many of them mm-hmm. and, you know, they've only got a panel or two apiece. And uh, yeah, it's just, it was really fun to kind of branch out and. And uh, you know, kind of stretch our muscles and try something new.
3: Mm-hmm. Since
1: we've been drawing people getting electrocuted and petrified for you know ten issues yeah. at this point. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying. to think. Who who else? Because you you had some of uh, Basri's sand magic, and mm-hmm. then uh, um, Sahili was there, right? Yep. Yeah, all her little machines there. and. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, we, you also, like, get to showcase and get these, like, uh, especially for, for, for Iggy, you get to draw just these, uh, like, these big action, um, yeah. action panels and, and, you know, cool characters doing their cool things. Yeah, um, like, you know, I got my guy
1: Angrath in there. Yeah. Um, I asked him, oh, he, yeah. like, like, who do you want in here? He's like, I want Arlen Court I'm like, Arlen Court's in. Whereas, um, you know, I, some of, some of the other characters have been there in my first draft. I was looking at them. I'm like, I don't even know what these powers would look like. Like, I, mm-hmm. if I had uh, Tamio in there, and I'm like mm-hmm. looking through her entry. I'm like, I don't know how to show these powers without having to explain them, mm-hmm. and I don't have the space to explain them. You know, how she goes and in you know whatever.
0: Yeah, she's a little trickier. Uh, she can cast various kinds of spells that she keeps on scrolls because she's a scientist and anthropologist and takes lots mm-hmm. of notes about different cultures. And, and th- that's a lot for her one panel.
1: Um, that's the thing. If you can replace that with an angry cow whipping flaming chains around, that d- exactly. requires almost no explanation.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, it was really great seeing Angrath. Angrath is a um I, I don't I don't know if I would describe him as fan favorite or cult following favorite, uh, but uh Angrath has some very passionate fans. Uh he's kind of uniquely positioned as one of the few planeswalkers who is a parent um yeah. and and has really strong emotional ties to a family and a place and uh but is also uh Really angry and destructive all the time, uh, as opposed to someone like Tamio, who is a parent but is generally nice.
1: Yeah, or you know, Teferi Yeah, mm-hmm. and also he was a pirate at one point, which you know, sure was. There's, there's only one other Planeswalker. I can think of that applies to, and she already started the whole series. mhm Well, there's another one, but you killed him. So,
3: oh, Chase wasn't
1: a pirate.
3: He was a cabin <laughs> was boy at best.
2: Pirate. <laughs> no he was the captain's boy is what he was but, but uh, <laughs> very true Well, uh, i'm definitely gonna miss the the jason and raska moments because those were some of my favorite uh little parts in the story and well you know it's gonna be harder to do those now uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's and that's like you know, i don't do it lightly because that was some of my favorite stuff as well uh i really that's one of the reasons why Vraska became a real favorite of mine, because you know, mm-hmm. I just, I really love that relationship between Vraska and Jace. I think it's, it was, it was so well set up in the, you know, the fiction prior to me joining mm-hmm. the, the whole magic story. And I think there's just such an interesting pair of characters. And it's one of the reasons why I like Vraska so much because, you know, she's, she's terrible at being vulnerable and Jace is kind of like the one person who can get through her prickly exterior. And, uh, know they can actually build something and you know i guess you just kind of see like uh you know ral and, and kaya sort of get through it eventually but you know it takes 10 issues for them to become friends and mm-hmm. uh, then then it kind of goes goes to shit after that um yeah. but yeah like that's that's kind of the, you know the one of the kind of bittersweet pleasures of storytelling is giving giving your characters things and letting them get things and then taking those things away and seeing what happens to them
0: oh god that yeah that's uh <laughs> Uh, there there is no one more cruel to characters than the people who write them. Yeah. Um, it's so fun though. I know. Oh, but it's just I, like I,
1: I love being mean to my characters. You, you, you can just you could just feel it though, you know, you just, I think I was I was on the phone with I think it was still Amanda then and we were we we're talking about how we we're going end out the arc I was like, listen, what if we killed what if we killed Jace? Like what if we dropped Merrillage on them? And then we're like, Wow, okay, that would be a real shocker. And, like, and also what if Raskin wanted to stay with them? And then Kaya like stole her away. They're like, she would be so, Raska would be so pissed off. Like she would be so pissed off. (laughs) Uh, So, and and then, and then we did it.
2: Well, it was, uh, it was certainly a heartbreaking moment. Um, We don't get a lot of time in the card sets or the stories around them really to explore those interpersonal relationships. And so um, Raska and and Jace have had a long time. uh, And like, I think it's been like three or four years since Ixalan where they got together Mm -hmm. Um, so like calendar it's years, been four years, Chris, it's been four years. Well, I mean, like when I'm saying this, I mean like calendar years for us, it's been four years. So those yeah. characters have existed in magic story together for a while for mm-hmm. a long time, really. Um, mm-hmm. and then we also have, you know, Ral and Tomek who have been in a confirmed relationship, but have shown up very little uh, together in the card sets and also the story. So I thought it was, uh, it was nice to be able to see Ral and Tomek as well. in these, um, I'll Let's argue they spent...
0: they Ral and Tom spent a lot of time together in um, Gathering Storm, but
2: uh, yeah, yeah, exactly the Gathering Storm, but nothing else since then. So it was uh, it was I, it was nice to be able to see
1: them together. That's one of those things I would have liked just more. I didn't have the page space for it
3: because mm-hmm.
1: you know I, I like Ral and Tom a lot. I think they're a really interesting couple, but ultimately. You know you got a main character to uh, to draw, so that is kind of regret, but something I wish I, I had the opportunity to kind of explore further because it's a really important thing for Rao's character. Mm-hmm. Where he's you know he's the science slinging kind of uh, the but also he's a
0: stick. Well, oh, and it it um it really grounds him. <laughs> Haha, mm-hmm. electricity pun. But uh, <laughs> uh it it like it tethers him in a way that like if. Tomic didn't exist, you know. Ral is eccentric enough to really get himself in a lot of trouble, um, and and uh, Tomic just kind of just kind of keeps him contained for his own safety enough emotionally, yeah. um, which I really like.
1: And, and there's also that bit on the, uh, the art where they've each got a bit of each other's robe yeah. or tied around their wrist. And I was like, man, that's good it's, good it's really good
0: and cute. I, I that that was a touch that I really liked. Um got and and that was, I I remember when uh Guilds of Ravnica was first getting previewed and nobody understood why Raul had this white cloth tied around his wrist and then we got to the next set and uh <laughs> um or was Tomic not until war of the spark whatever said it was that atomic was in uh, oh, a couple no months later um and then he has the bit of red and it's like oh that's why and it yeah. was very cute um uh, when when people figured that out
1: but yeah so we're so we're, we're in an interesting spot now we're starting up the next season where're we're shifting focus and gears where you've got some new characters who' are kind of taking the the center and um we're gonna look up you know what the the follow from Jace's death is what's happening with our former main characters, that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm really, it's, it's gonna be a real shift that I hope people will stick with, but I think, I think there's enough there that people will still be excited. and still want to find out what's happened to, you know, our characters been sticking around with since the beginning.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we get yet another comic series featuring Chandra as a main character. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, and then also like what will be some of the first appearances of garuk in a story for like, other than the, the Wildered Quest from Eldraine. which is still a couple of years ago now. Yeah. yeah. That's God, time. Time keeps moving. It's not <laughs> slowing down. Yeah, it's been a couple of years without like him in any story. He wasn't in War of the Spark, he wasn't uh, present for any of yep. Innistrad. And so we get to, um, or at least our, our other returned Innistrad. Our recent Innistrad. Our recent one. So um, it's real, uh, it's exciting to see him on the cover and then also this mysterious planeswalker that uh you can absolutely not tell us anything about
1: yeah i i, I don't remember the, i don't think i saw the cover so i don't really know what it looks like but uh you know it's we got we got chandra uh we got garrick and uh, it was funny when i, I wrote the script and i looked at the, um, the magic of wiki and i was like okay so chandra and garrick have never met and i sent it off to the editors and they're like How, have chandra and garrick never met i'm like as far as i know I it's off to wizards and like chandra and garrick have met. i'm like really they're like oh no wait they haven't that's weird So it's just funny that, like, such kind of like front and center iconic characters have somehow never met one another.
0: Yeah, that was. A big issue for a while in Magic's story, um, because it moved so slowly, uh, and and the way that planeswalkers were used narratively, uh, we Mm -hmm. we just had like all these characters who never met, um, and like the Liliana and Garrick story was really siloed from the Jason Chandra story, Um, and and uh, like Jace Jace kind of poked his head into the Liliana and Garrick stuff, but uh, yeah, you you know. Garrick
1: and Chandra really haven't met, huh? I mean, to the best of my knowledge, and I've written them as such, so I really hope not. <laughs>
0: I know. Uh, I I just went through everything in my head. They just really haven't.
1: Yeah, because because Garrick wasn't allowed to be in War of the Spark like everybody else. So uh, other than that, you know.
0: Well, and, and he he spent a lot of time being cursed uh, and not being used in stories because of that. Like, he he mm-hmm. really did, like, like, Jace, Liliana, Rowan and Will, and Oko and that's kind of wow he really hasn't met a lot of people which i guess makes sense when you just kind of live in the woods and hate people so
1: (laughs) so yeah so basically for this next season we're setting up just because i find it a very useful number we're setting up you know another three planeswalkers who are going to be you know kind of thrown together they're going to have to go on adventures try to figure out what what it is that they want to unravel their own mystery which will of course you know take us across the paths of our previous three planeswalkers and you know, mm-hmm. eventually all these kind of paths are going to meet. But I just think it's really it's fun for me to start with a new group of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know it's fun for Ig to you know draw different characters as opposed mm-hmm. to the you know, same ones over and over again. You um, know, poor Kathleen was like, I don't. Know. <laughs> I think I said in the first script for the, number eleven, and she was like, you know, I really wasn't sure if that if this is a good idea letting you do it's Like completely sidelining the main characters of the book up till now for brand new characters. She's like, I read this, and I like this, I think this is going to work.
0: Right, and that's like, one of Magic's biggest strengths is that we have a ton of Planeswalkers, and Mm. uh, we have different characters for all kinds of different fans, and so, like... We, we, we just have the characters that allow you to jump from this set of three to this set of three uh, and tell a whole different story that can intersect in a lot of interesting ways and, and have it be, you know, familiar, but also different at the same time. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of neat stuff there. Um, and, and that's that's one of, uh, at least for me, one of the really fun things about getting to write in Magic is... is how just how many wonderful characters we have and getting to explore all their different personalities. Like, like I, I really can't wait. Uh, I, I love Garrick as a character. Uh, his, he as a person doesn't get to be explored a lot. And, uh, people mostly just know him as this big, strong guy with an ax who yells and his violence. And I'm like, Oh, but he's also this nice little farmer boy. <laughs> like, that that's still part of who he is. Like like, oh, yeah. God, he's just a wonderful character, and and uh, um, Chandra's just one of my favorite characters in Magic. So I'm I'm very excited uh, to to see what's coming up next. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 quite funny with uh, like Chandra, I get Chandra, because I'm from Maritime Canada. That's how we say it. But um, I see Chandra put in a position where she can't be the wild card on the team, and she's kind of like deeply frustrated by being thrust <laughs> in this position of being a leader. <laughs> Oh, boy. So she's like, are you serious? I'm the most responsible person on this team. Like, are you kidding me? So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to uh, explore that dynamic.
0: That's very funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love her. She's a disaster. Um, I'm sure everything goes really smoothly for her. <laughs> oh, it's it's, simple. it's very simple. <laughs> uh,
2: on the note of the, the next issues, um, I know you can't give any spoilers or tell mm-hmm. us anything that happens, but we did really, there was a really big fan uh enjoyment out of the fact that when these planeswalkers planeswalked and like the very first issue we got to see how they saw the blind eternities um is that a thing that you might be doing in the future could we maybe you know see some other planeswalkers takes on the blind eternities
1: i haven't put it in yet but Mm -hmm. i do intend to because it was something i really enjoyed coming up with Mm -hmm. uh, back when we did the first issue i thought i thought it was something that good idea and it was really fun to kind of use that as an addition to the mythos mm-hmm. and uh you know and it, that does sound like me like blowing my arm but it's just something i really enjoyed working with and it's
2: uh, something that the fans really enjoyed seeing like people have asked about that pretty consistently whenever we mentioned that we were talking to you uh people were always asking like "Ooh, do we get to see other planeswalkers blind eternities because uh that one little addition they really loved
1: yeah, I mean, largely for me, it's just about page space. Mm-hmm. So if I can spend the page to do with a, you know, had to cut the actual story short, then I'm very I'd be very pleased to do so. Unfortunately, I haven't quite had the page space to do that yet. But it de- it is kind of always on my to do list. Where you know it's it's the same thing as oh geez when we did that Battle on cat I had to look up how everybody's planes walking signature looked like,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: then some of them just didn't have them. So I had mm-hmm. to go you know ask Wizards like yeah you know, what does it look like when Ireland Core planes walks because no one's you know, no one seems to know whereas you know either people like they burst into flames or they turn into shadows so they you know turn into lightning or whatever
2: well even if it doesn't make it into the page uh, i'm sure everyone would love to know your takes on them because you're, you're pretty much nailed Rao vraska and kaya um those were really great depictions of them as characters just seeing how they see the blind eternities
1: yeah it's just like it seemed like a logical extent of the kind of unified theory of magic in the magic universe where you know, people aren't defined by their color. Their magic the color of the magic is defined by who they are. hmm So, you know, um I think it's tough because all my main characters are both are all double character double colored. Um but th- with the same way that your mindset and your outlook would reflect what the blind maternities would look like to you. You know, you're the blind the blind attorneys are a reflection of who you are. It is something that, you know, I thought was a, a useful kind of show how that worked.
0: The void is a mirror. Into mm. your own soul, exactly. <laughs> um, what well, I, I guess it's easy for Shonda, right? Because it's all just on
1: fire. <laughs> I mean, it, you, it's it's probably like places she's known, or like she doesn't like, and they're just all on fire. God, she's fun. Um, yeah, for for Shonda, it's probably just her like running through a burning house, desperately trying to get out. Portals on her. <laughs> Oof. I, oh, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> see my.
0: My my ADHD has been running wheels in the back of my head since I started thinking about Garrick and Chandra having not met and now are now meeting. <laughs> and how much both of them are very much viewed as these like violent, aggressive people who actually are like very caring. Um, mm-hmm. In 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 their motivation, uh, who uh, ha- have to balance? Hey, we are generally caring people, but our power sets are extremely violent. Uh, and and how do you balance protecting versus destroying? And
1: Garrick's power uh, set isn't particularly violent; just you got I can't with me. Can be violent. Sure.
0: I guess a lot of oh God and a lot of him is still just colored by uh, him being cursed for all those years, which is like. People still think of him as this the cursed murdering planeswalker, and it's like, no, we got rid of that. Uh, yeah. He's nice-ish now.
1: Um, I mean, he's just very poorly socialized,
0: right? Um, you know, which happens when your family gets murdered when you're a teenager. Sometimes sure. you,
1: you live in the woods. And do, yeah, and it happened to all of us.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's probably the least likely person to have ever been to Ravnica. Period. Well, um, he has so. there. Well, he didn't stay. I'm sure. No, well, he hates it. Yeah.
1: Uh, When did he go to Ravnica?
0: So this is this is one of the intersections of uh, Jace into his and uh, to Garrick and Liliana's story Um, in the old web comics. um, When Garrick is hunting down Liliana from plane to plane, uh, he loses her trail um Ah. and so he he stops by ravnica and basically attacks jace and is like hey jace where the hell is she uh and jace is like uh why do you want to know and he's like (laughs) i've got a score to settle now tell me i have a big axe and so he tells her where liliana is and uh in return he um so so jace is looking through a uh um, an artifact that Chandra had stolen in their previous comic together. And Garrick is like, hey, by the way, that's a map to Zendikar. And, that, and that's how Jace gets into the Zendikar story. So that that kind of oh. is this a kind of uh, serendipitous meeting that sends both of them careening into their future narratives. Um, yeah, because Garrick uh, would do
1: quite well on Zendikar.
0: Uh, J- Jace going to Zendikar, I should say.
1: Um, oh, no, I know. I just mean in general.
0: But yeah, uh, I mean, he uh, Garrick does get to Zendikar later in uh, one of the Duels of the Planeswalker stories. That's where uh, the Hedrin is taking out of Obnixilis's body and put into Garrick's
1: to contain the curse. Oh, Obnixilis, man, what an asshole!
0: Oh, he's the worst.
1: I love him so much. I can't wait to see him as a gangster in uh, Streets of New Capenna. Uh, is that what uh, it's called? Yeah, Jet, you have no idea.
0: You have no <laughs> idea how excited I am for this set. Oh, man. this, uh,
2: this podcast is produced by three Italian Americans. So we're
3: very <laughs> excited. I, 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 yeah,
0: I got, I got to write, um, flavor text for Nuka Penna. Um, and I'm going to be writing the arena scripts. I am. I'm so excited for the set. It's so much fun. It is just the vibes are rancid in the best way. Um, oh man,
1: it's good. It's going to be, re- uh, it's really fun. Last time we talked, did we, uh, had, um, Neon Dynasty been announced yet? I don't think so. No, it had not. Because when we did issue, shit, was it eight? I think the one where uh, is basically spends the issue shit. And uh, he's like, oh, I just found these cults in Mare There's some on uh, Ixalan, some in uh, Innistrad, some in um, Kamigawa. And we got a note from Wizards saying, um, you know, stuff has happened with Kamigawa, so you know, don't get too into it. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't really know what that means, but I'm sure. And then it was like a couple of weeks later, there was an announcement. It's like Kamigawa is moving twelve hundred years in the future. I was like, fuck <laughs> Uh
0: yeah, uh, Kamigawa's caught up with the present day has largely a new visual identity. Well at yeah. least in, in some parts. Uh yeah,
1: no. Uh so I was like, you know, I was just just like you know, furious type I'm like, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Just color it neon if we have to. it be <laughs> I
2: think you're. I think you're lucky. You're, uh, they they managed to keep the traditional aesthetic of Kamigawa yeah. alive. If there's if there's any cultists of Merit Lage, they are definitely deep into the forest in their
1: uh, traditional style Kamigawa Yeah, Because it, it was just like one panelage of like some you know people in mm-hmm. robes or whatever. But uh, yeah, for some reason, like I was like, well, I don't don't really know what what they're doing with Kanagawa, but it's probably not that big a deal, right? Turns out it could have been a huge deal. <laughs> so like, yeah, the, what we thought of as the present of Kamiga was actually 1200 years ago. I was like, Oh, all right. That's, that's a much bigger change than I expected. You didn't uh, put any
2: snake people in the picture. So you're fine. Um, the snake people completely redone.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think we're okay.
0: We, we, uh, the day this episode is is going to get published is going to be day one of the the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty main story, and I am nice. real excited for people to finally ah God, one week, one week from today uh, as we're recording, and then
1: the the NDA vaults on me are going to be open. Uh <laughs> it's just um, it's it's come together in a way because i've been kind of keeping an eye on it like i don't play anymore but i'm always curious what's what's happening more so now because it's part of my job exactly but um i'm very impressed with how well it works and but also like i really like blue black so all this ninja shenanigan bullshit i'm like this looks delightful
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um you know, I probably should just not have a comment here. Uh, yeah, the, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, the, the thing I'm about to say, I'll say it like in a, in a week or two when when we talk more Kamigawa stuff uh, on the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll get there. We're God, we're so close.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's a looks like a lot of exciting stuff as far as sets in the future. Like, you know, that new Capana. Um, shoot, what else was announced? Uh, Dominara United, right? Which Lip-zipped for that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll bet, but, you know, I my, my heart my heart always does belong to Dominaria. So uh, it's always nice for them to go back. Then uh, we're ending the year on
0: Brothers War. Um,
1: right, that's it.
0: Which uh, which I also don't, worked on. Um, don't and, spoil uh, that story. Uh, <laughs> I, I, can I just say, though, it's so weird. Like, hey, I worked on the set, and I'm under NDA, but, like, the story was... This novel was published 20 years ago. And, oh, I know, like, I read
1: it. Twenty years ago.
0: It's really good. By the way, they're just like preempting for later this year when we do Brothers War The Brothers War novel's really good, folks. Please go read it. It is like legit excellent character work for all these people surrounding Urza and Mishra. It's wonderful.
1: Um but I mean I, I can legit still see my uh my high school science classroom where I was reading that book and I was supposed to pay attention to the science. It's
0: yeah. Uh it's exciting. Like I said, this year's exciting. Uh We'll get there we'll get there folks um and and we've got we've got uh, because because what we so we issue 11 is february which means uh this whole next arc is is going to take us basically through the rest of this year which is uh very exciting um
1: and there's you know there's i think there's a lot of really exciting stuff here uh it's you know we tried to go big in our first arc and i think we're going big in our second arc in a way that mm -hmm. will not disappoint
0: yeah, and I'm, I'm, uh, so like uh, we we've also had uh, some of the smaller side comics starting to come out yeah. too that uh, Marguerite Scott's been working on. Uh, the second one of those is about to come out, and so I'm I'm excited to see kind of uh, not just your comics continue, but the kind of whole Boom Studios Magic Comics universe, as we'll call it for the Sens, uh kind of expand and and see how all those things orbit each other and fit together and and whatnot. And uh, it's a, just an exciting time, honestly, <laughs> to be a fan of magic.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you know, my stuff, it's not just kind of like, it's not, you know, it's not publishing a comic for the sake of publishing a comic. This is all tying into the greater narrative. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're taking advantage of the way comics are published. Right. To have say like, here's a mini series. We're focusing on another character, but this is stuff that's also going to be important in the main series as it goes on. So With such a small kind of starting point, it's very easy to coordinate things. Mm -hmm. So um, we're able to kind of like you know weave our continuity a bit and uh, tie things into each other, which is you know really exciting in a way. It's like it's like Mm -hmm. obviously it's not our own stuff, but it's like starting a new comics universe where you're still able to keep things under control, and there's not 200 titles and like you know 150 people working on it.
0: Well, and it, it also speaks to um what is one of my favorite moments in like a television series, uh, especially like sitcoms and stuff. the the moment where the thing has existed long enough to start getting self referential and mm-hmm. and building things out like that uh is is kind of like just where where uh, these boom comics are getting where where you can start weaving these things a little bit wider and, uh, throwing things back and forth, uh, between authors and, and comics and, and runs and and issues and things. And, uh, that's all very exciting kind of, uh, you know, uh, anything that rewards people who voraciously consume all the things, uh, stuff I really enjoy. So, uh, um, yeah, very, very, just very excited. Uh, is is basically my whole disposition for the for these upcoming
2: comics. Before we wrap up, I do I do have one question. Sure. Uh, what are the chances that when we have you on for the interview for issue twenty, we also start off that interview by asking how
1: dare you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what, given the imp of the perverse, not insignificant.
0: <laughs> oh god, I guess we'll find out in uh, ten months, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well I mean and come back for issue. And come back for issue uh, fifteen if you want. You can do a mid-season check-in. <laughs>
0: uh, we'll 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 pencil you in. We'll we'll definitely <laughs> uh, see where things are right there. Work something out. Uh, you you are wonderful to have on the show. By the
1: way. Well, it's. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't ever see anybody talking about this book, but it still seems to be selling. So I'm assuming people <laughs> like. Oh, I mean,
2: our our Discord server blows up every month when the issue comes out. We've got. People who come into the the server just to complain that they went to their comic book store and couldn't get their copy. Um,
1: It's just just so weird to me because, like, I'm used to seeing, like, you know, back chatter when an issue comes out, but it just doesn't really happen for this book. And also, reviewers hate it. So I never know if people like it or, like, if it's going well. (laughs) It's not been canceled. So I assume it's going relatively well as far as sales go. But it's just, you know, people will take any opportunity to go on the Twitter and like bitch and moan about whatever's happening and whatever superhero books are coming out. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't have that same kind of metric of uh, response mm-hmm. uh, with magic. So it's always nice to talk to people who are you know actually reading the book.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I I'm sure it's not as big, but it is certainly passionate. The response. I mean, whenever a new issue comes out, there are people who live tweet their readings of it. It's a, uh, mm-hmm. it's always a good time. I, it's one of my favorite times of the month is when we all get to experience a new issue of magic and then, Wait another month before we get to experience another issue of magic.
1: <laughs> well, we'll,
2: uh, we'll keep them coming out for as long as we can. You keep writing them, we'll keep reading them. That's all we can do. I just talked about the Discord a lot. If you want to tell people more about the Discord, oh, those are so we're
0: right. We're, okay, yeah, we can. We can <laughs> this, God
2: i'm trying to set you up with a segue
0: well one of these days we're we're gonna sit down together all, all of us co-hosts and uh figure out how to make segues into the end part less awkward because we <laughs> constantly have this uh anyway yeah uh so um you know if 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 you listeners out there uh are are, are reading the boom studios magic comics and would love a place to chat about them uh the Vorthos cast has a Discord server. Um, you can access it by heading over to patreon.com slash the cast. Uh, all our supporters, for as little as a dollar a month, get access to that Discord community, where Vorthoses around the world are enjoying all this wonderful new story content. Uh, this is content agnostic from card sets. We don't have mechanics here. We have characters, we have narratives, we have surprises, we have jokes. This is stuff engineered for Vorthoses. And uh, God, it's just so nice to have that kind of product exist um and uh if you want more people like you to uh experience that stuff with we've got a wonderful community that we would love for you to be a part of uh and uh i i guess at this point then a uh, huge again thank you to jed mckay uh author of the boom studio comic uh for for coming on and uh um joining us and and talking about these comics and and just having having a good time
1: yeah well i mean thanks for having me on thanks for reading and uh You know, thanks for for boosting the book. It's always always nice when people can make that connection to something that you're working on. Mm -hmm. You know, know it's nice to know that people like the thing, you know?
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. We really like the thing, Jed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, and so with that, uh, thank you uh, everyone out there for listening. Uh, This has been the Forthos Cast.